to my fear toxin. Welcome to Carnival Personnel Sideshow. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And uh, we're going to be uh, talking all about arguably the best Batman ever, Kevin Conroy. I, I sometimes have him second, sometimes third, and sometimes number one in my list uh, based on his 30 years across a plethora of platforms being the the Dark Knight. Do, do you know what a plethora is? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of a plethora. I think I have it right now. I'm why I sound the, the way I sound right now. <laughs> anyway, so Kevin Conroy passed away a couple weeks ago. And, uh, uh, it, honestly, it's it's a lot of people have said the same thing. Ever since Batman the Animated Series changed the landscape of superhero animation in the early 1990s, that is the voice I hear when I read comics and I go back and I read old comics. And yes, I actually still read comics. Um, you know, I, I haven't bought a comic in a while, but I have, I don't know. You've been over here, Joe, like 30 boxes of, 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 of comics, primarily DC, you know, and, and Batman and Batman oriented, um, you know, you know, type type stuff. So anyway, so that's always the voice that I read it in. Uh, and and I thought, you know, I don't know where to start. So you you weren't a big uh, animation Batman guy, but where where Joe and I cross, you know, you know, are on the same path. Absolutely, the greatest video games ever were the three Arkham Asylum or Batman Arkham Rocksteady video games in which him and Mark, you know, Mark Hamill uh, reprised his Joker role from Batman, the animated series. Is that where you best know him from? I think so. I, th that's where I've been exposed mostly to Kevin Conroy's Batman. I'm, you know, sad to say I grew up as a teenager, you know, right when the animated series premiered in 93. And, but I would just wasn't like, I like the Batman movies but I wasn't a big comic book fan, so I never, I was never gravitated toward the animated series, which is arguably one of the best forms of or examples of that era of animation ever. Uh, yeah. So yeah, when when uh, when the games came out, that's what I started to become more familiar with Kevin Conroy and this guy Mark Hamill. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So Batman the animated, you know, series came out early early nineties. And it really did set the tone uh, that that series did incredibly well. You know, it lasted several seasons incredibly well. And from that, that version of Batman was spun off into Justice League and that did a couple seasons and then Justice League Unlimited that did two more seasons. So just that version of his Batman and then in between or, or while all that was going on, that was about a, a 15 year window. 
there was other Batman animated movies that actually went to the theater, you know, Mr. You know, Sub-Zero and um, uh, Mask of the Phantasm, which is people consider. I don't consider it like the, you know, the bad you know, at the time it was, you know, the best of the animated features that made it to the big screen. But he did. He played this voice for over for about 30 years and so many different versions. Uh, he also finally, finally, finally got to do a live action version of Bruce Wayne and uh, the first season of Batwoman, uh, the series on the CW and an Arrowverse crossover where they crossover. I think DC, if I'm looking at my notes, has... 97 different era for shows, you know, right now, <laughs> you know, from the flash and, and you going through them, but that was, um, that he was so excited and I think he liked, you know, I've seen different interviews. He played a really an older, completely broken. Like he has to have a metal suit to be able to walk, you know, and function that is lined with kryptonite and spoiler alert. And that universe like they were going back and trying to collect people from different universe to collect quite some evil monster that was going to wipe out the entire multiverse, everything, uh, uh, you know, do, do a true reset on, on, on it all, you know, uh, not, not, not a typical comic book trope for a supervillain, but they went back in the timeline he was in. Uh, he had snapped at one point, started murdering people after, the Batwoman, his his niece, you know the same the same actress in this and that, and that universe was killed. Then he put the suit back on, back on, started killing everybody, including Superman. So uh, yeah, I mean, if you have a suit made of kryptonite, then yeah. Well, and it's funny because in his soliloquy when he's explaining, like you know why he killed him, it's it it was the opening dialogue from like the 1950 Superman movie, you know, when you get a strange visitor from a foreign planet with powers, you know, the whole, the whole thing, you know, from the adventures of Superman. Yeah. It, it was great. It, it, it was really, really great. A uh, couple other interesting things over the last couple of years about uh, uh, Kevin Conroy is openly gay. And he wrote of DC put out this DC pride, this, like collection of different, you know, LGBTQ stories. And some of them were about these superheroes, whatever. And Kevin Conroy basically put his story in there. And he talked in, in this story about how he pulled so much from his personal life into Batman, leading a double life, um, you know, being an actor. Cause you know, he, you know, what, what, what did he pass? How old was he? So, He's you know, 60s. 68 67 oh my god so he yeah so he was an actor in like the, you know the 70s and you know the 80s was when he really started you know to to get some real acting roles and at the time yeah it was still something that you know he talked about in in that issue he was losing 66. losing out a big um a big movie thing in the mid 80s because you know the the producer 
heard rumors he was gay. You know, his father was suicidal, his brother was schizophrenic, and he talks very openly in that DC Pride about pulling from so many of those different real facets of his life. But the big one is like leading a double life, being two different people. Um, you did not watch the Batman the Animated Series, greatest show ever, but do you know, do you remember he did, because you just rewatched the uh, Cheers series a couple of years ago he did two episodes yep i remember seeing him uh, pop up in the uh, like seasons like two or three or something like that earlier seasons i think who was carler's husband uh the hockey player was uh, eddie lebeck yeah 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 it's it was it's something to do with the eddie lebeck storyline oh okay yeah you know he had it you know granted i when i did my watch through of cheers it had probably been the first and only time i've seen those episodes in my life so <laughs> they're not committed to memory i'm a bad person i'm actually bad for this podcast i don't know what i'm doing here but i'm here to give jacques a reason not to talk to himself about kevin conroy so please continue well there's another way that how, how else would you say batman the animated series affected our lives collectively joseph Hmm. Well, let's see. Um, you're talking about specifically you and me. Is you it, and me. me? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Arguably, the greatest skit we ever put our collective brain cells together to come up with. Oh no! You, you, you're embarrassing me. I don't know where you're leading me to. My son saw this skit a couple years ago and drew a picture that I still carry in my work folder with me almost everywhere I go. Uh, you use the opening music for Batman the Animated Series for our opening title sequence for a lampshade. Oh yeah, you're actually mistaken. I am. Actually, yes, I use the Danny Elfman. Well. I guess it's the same ish. It's Danny Elfman's theme, which was used originally in the '89 series, but I think oh, they oh. it was repurposed. For, repurposed, okay. Yes, for the Batman the Animated Series. But yes, Lampshade, where I played a character <laughs> who was uh, he would fight crime by uh, running around town wearing a lampshade on his head, and he would appear in all sorts of situations to foil some sort of wrongdoing. Um, spoilers: it it turns out he's not really a crime fighter he's actually a mentally disturbed person who <laughs> maybe emotionally disturbed i should say that uh, relies on medication to um, not be lampshade and um torture his uh, maybe essential person <laughs> i don't know what, what you played but basically you had to wrangle me up when I, you, you saw me running in an alley anyways this isn't the lampshade Side show. This is the <laughs> Kevin Conroy side show. But I am posting lampshade now. Is it's it, but I, I, so that so that was pretty great. Um, okay. Well, well, yeah. No, you no. Say. It, it's so I and it's it's sad that when when somebody like this passes and you hear all the tributes, and I've gone back and re-listened at the very beginning when Kevin Smith started to get into podcasting, he had a podcast called uh, Fat Man on the Batman. And one of his early guests was Kevin Conroy. And he just posted, he was speaking somewhere, Kevin Smith, the other day, talking about his time with them. And it's, it's, I've yet to see an interview with somebody, whether it's, you know, a Kevin Smith, a Mark Hamill, you know, the other smaller actors, you know, who worked on the different video games and shows with him, who had anything to say, but oh my God, he was just the best most giving person ever uh fun story he 
was living in Midtown Manhattan when 9-11 happened and ended up, you know, working in a kitchen, like, you know, just just providing meals for the first responders still on site working for the weeks after 9-11. And, you know, he didn't go in there with it. I'm I'm Batman T-shirt. on, But at one point, like there was a rumor that, hey, one of the guys back there cooking you know, and doing the dishes is, is Batman. And somebody's like, bullshit. And they call back. There's like, hey, is anyone back there, Batman? And he he talks about how he cleared his throat and he did, the, you know, I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. And the whole place was just silent for a second. And then just erupted. They're like, holy shit, Batman is cooking us dinner. Uh, that was a funny story. Uh, turns out he, he was friends with um, Superman. Uh, the Superman, the the one and only Superman. There's been a lot of great Supermans, but he went to Juilliard with Christopher Reeves. And uh, this is funny if you want to look this up. You you might you might enjoy Kevin Conroy at different speaking engagements that people have posted talking about his Juilliard days roommate Robin Williams. Oh wow. And he was always like he would be in his room studying or be in his room working on something. And he would always think it's like, who the hell's here now? And it's always Robin Williams having full conversations with himself, working on different voices and different characters. He's like relentlessly, like middle of the night, 3 a.m. He'd be like, you know, do, doing voices and just working on it, working on it until he until he really found like a cadence that he liked or or or. or. You know, that that kind of, you know, character development. He's like, yeah, not surprising. He went on to do the things he did. He was a possessed, you know, genius. So that was. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking through his filmography on on the greatest resource ever, IMDb. And um, I'm looking at his early work. You know, he he did mostly on camera work in his um, early career in the 80s. And really his first, apparently looks like his first voiceover role was that of Bruce Wayne Batman for the animated series or Mask of the Phantasm and all that. I mean, but yeah, that was it's not like he was, you know, a seasoned um voiceover cartoon actor, you know, um like maybe some of his contemporaries. He was, you know, just a regular just a on-screen actor and that, you know, made his way to the animation world because of his his uh, unique voice. When he got the call from his agent, uh, he was looking at like the sides and he he didn't think he could pull off Batman. So he's like, uh, maybe I'll go in for Harvey Bullock. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he's like, I got I can do that. And there's a bunch of great EPKs out there behind the scenes stuff. And Bruce Tim, who, you know, headed up the whole DC animated empire for ever, a- absolutely ever overseeing, you know, so much of it. Him and the woman who, you know, casted the the voiceover, they saw over 500 people and they liked a lot of people, but they never had the Eureka. Yep. Stop sending people in moment until he came in Mm -hmm. and he came into the audition and he said, you know, that, you know, what one of the things that everybody said that they liked about him is he kind of spoke with a Broadway type projection and bravado and you know all that one of the very interesting things is he was the one who came in and said it's that and it was the first time that he wanted to do two 
very distinct voices for Batman and Bruce Wayne. And and it's the age old thing. It's like, it's a no brainer now, but he's like, he's the richest man in, in Gotham. He's on TV all the time. Eligible bachelor. And nobody knows it's the same. He like he would have conversations with the same people and the two different characters with the same voice and the other things he, he had done before, you know. So and it was funny because then they uh, then that became the, like the standard bearer from from then on that. Yeah, you had to do your Bruce Wayne voice and that you had to do your Batman, Batman voice. voice. <laughs> and again, look, a lot of great. There's been a lot of great, you know, Batman out there. The guy, his name is Jason O'Mara. He ended up going on to do the the mantle was passed when um, DC kind of did what the MCU was doing with movies. They had started this 20, uh, 20 film, you know, thing in animation, and he's great. Will Arnett is absolutely awesome. I, yeah, I mean, I. I absolutely love Will Arnett. I mean, you know, but uh Lego but, Batman. I mean, for crying out loud. It's yeah. um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it it took it took the combination of Lego and Batman to get us to Will Arnett as Batman, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like and, and plus that they did. So so another kind of fun little, you know, fact. And now he hosts uh Lego Masters. Yes. The box show, so. Which is yeah. kind of fun, you know. Yeah, Mr. Lego, yeah. You know, uh, he, he it's it, and over the course of him doing, the, you know, the Batman Bruce Wayne voice throughout the series, he's there was one episode where I'm trying to I'm trying to remember who he did. He did like his father, Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Oh, there's one other character and like one take. He would just switch to the voices, like going down the sheet, like they were having this whole like it was a timeline thing where they were all in. Pizza you know, for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> candy Graham Telegram for Mongo. For Mongo <laughs> like candy. <laughs> oh, we're so stupid. Uh, yeah, but 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 just his range as, as a voice actor, and you know, I I wonder if like when he was doing you know episodes of Chairs and Fantasy Island and some daytime soap stuff, if he's and. He, Oh, but 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 he'll be ever ever for now. And I think he really, really ended up embracing, you know, it's like that. Yeah, this is a role I am. This is who I'm going to be known for. And he did the last 20 years of his life was primarily speaking engagements and going out to comic cons and different like events like that and he had a reputation of being there if there's somebody in the line wait for an autograph i'm staying and signing it until you know the last person until he have to tell me like okay no one else here wants a picture with you 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 gotta go now like you know do you want me to turn the lights off on the way out would (laughs) would you please would you please so it's sad because again somebody who's been you know such a such a big part of you know it, it it's funny my, my little guy the other day was playing this stupid game and he saw it online like he would name three things you know you love and you had to get rid of one of them and, and it was you know he's going back and forth like three kinds of candy through that and he did he's like you know you know star wars like dc or marvel and i'm like oh my god I, I, marvel's so great like i was like end game 
which I consider, I consider, you know, you know, Infinity War and Endgame one awesome long movie. It's my top three favorite movies, you know, for all on. A, but it's like, yeah, there's no hesitation. Like it's Star Wars, and it, it, it's DC. You know, it's it, you know, it, it's it's Batman, and everything else is fighting for second place. As much as I absolutely love the the brevity of the entire Star Wars universe. And, and the Marvel universe and and the Sherlock universe and the you know mm-hmm. you go down the list it's like the Ted Lasso universe the Ted Lasso universe you know but but my, the end all be all you know they have a tongue tattoo but you know that the only you know two tattoos I have of the same character is Batman on me you know name my son after a Batman character so and, and where he is probably. You know, it's it's Christopher for me, and I know we have a different list. We did a Batman thing a few years ago. For me, it's it's Christian Bale, it's Ben Affleck. You know, it, it, it's Kevin. You know, Conroy. Probably Jason Omar is in there. Probably in the top five or six. And then, uh, and then Adam West for different reasons. <laughs> you know, different well, reasons. Yeah. So I mean. So there are are so many iterations of Batman in the animated universe. You know, it was Batman the animated series, and the Adventures of Batman and Robin, and you had like Batman uh, Beyond and all that stuff. Um, but then it's that that's you know, and all the movies as you said. But then then the technology and video games caught up to where they could actually do the story of Batman justice enough um, where it wasn't hokey or arcadey or, you know, uh, kitty. And right. that's when the Arkham series came into play. And that's when it's like, okay, you know, we have this, you know, these consoles, these computers, pewter that can, um, that can iterate like real time graphics that look like a Batman movie. And that's that's what drew you into video games was the first Arkham City. I mean, sorry, Arkham Asylum game. You you were kind of like out of video games. You were you were not. You're a generation uh, older than me, so you were like of the Galaga era of video games. You didn't really play Nintendo or anything like that. And so, but when you started, I guess like when you when you first had your kids, and then I think you started like going to like relatives' houses who had older kids you would they would be playing video games and all of a sudden you'd see this 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 thing on the screen like wait a minute is this a, a new batman movie or a new batman show no 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 this is like video game and then you were handed the controller and now they have to pry it from your cold dead hands uh, well uh, you know it's it's as i like to call it the 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 the, the day video games ruined my life and made me a horrible father uh i i i really wish i'd never played but I lay the blame squarely, not on my shoulders, of course. No. Uh, on our good friend Chris, the Resident Evil guy. And and Chris had a had an apartment, you know, I had a company and this kid Chris worked, you know, with us. Amazing at what he did. Idiot savant, you know, when it came to programming, DVD authoring hacking into NORAD and video games. And he was one of the early on people with YouTube who would put up walkthroughs and, and, and stuff like that. He actually was, you know, monetizing, but if he wasn't in our office, he was home, 
you know, doing that. I had to go to his house one day to pick up a disc. You know, he was cueing something to take to a, a client meeting and he's playing it. And, and honestly, it's like you said, the last time I went through a, went through a video game phase, you were at ground zero with that I had 98 99 when I played Qbert. I you know yes, I fell I emulated I put Qbert on a MAME emulator on your work computer and then you were like Joe and it was like a week later it's like you have to delete it from my computer because <laughs> I'm not getting any work done I'm only playing Qbert. I mean I mean I I, I I there was times when it's like oh crap I got to go home and get different clothes before people get in because I've been playing Qbert <laughs> for 12 hours but I, I I was pretty much cured I was out I was out and then I'm watching Chris play this and uh, he was so good at it and it did. It looked like a movie and he handed me the controller and it's like I played for maybe five minutes and and I was like, no, no, there's four trigger buttons, the 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 two pads with the eight different things like this. No, I'm not trying to land the space shuttle here, but thanks. No, that, that, that kind of thing ain't my bag, baby. And then a few weeks later, we started doing Blu-ray and I remember Chris, I, I, I had to buy a Blu-ray player to, to, to watch and QCR products and kind of as a little, Hey, say thank you. Something a little for the effort, you know, a little greasing the palm. I was buying one for our big client because they didn't have a, a Blu-ray player. And Chris tells me, dude, you got to get a PS3. They're the best Blu-ray player out there. And I'm like, fuck what? No, I'm not. I, nice try. You know, you're not, not going to indoctrinate me into your loser cult. And I remember being in Best Buy and saying to the guy, it's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, and you show me a couple Blu-ray players and kind of, I, I said to the kid, I like, Hey, guy who works with me says that the PS three is really the best Blu-ray player. And he, and this, this clerk did the looked over his left shoulder, looked <laughs> over his right shoulder, goes, dude, hands down the best Blu-ray player is a PS three. And I'm like, then why the fuck are you selling these? He goes, I have no idea. It, 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 it's like, you looked no. old man. I don't know. You look like, you look like these controllers would confuse you. It was it. And so, but here, here, here's where, you know, the push comes to shove. I bought two of them and they had some special. It's like, oh yeah, you get, you know, with each system, you get a free game. Fine. You know, Bro. what's great about that sentence. You lived in, we lived in a, in a time and place when you could go into a store in America yes. yep. and buy two modern day consoles. Right. Right. Uh, and walk out, you know, and, and it's like, yeah, now it's like, no, you have to, here's your sword. Here's your sword. Other customer. Now you two fight to the death to see who gets <laughs> this one PS five. That's on back order, but you get to put your name on it. No, I thought you were going to say we lived in a time where I could actually ask somebody their advice on what I'm oh, right. <laughs> and they actually knew the product line that was on the floor. Not like, uh, yes. you know, I, now they're like, they'll, they'll, and I've asked, like, I remember like five, six years ago, going into a place saying, Hey, what's the difference between these two things? They look the same, you know, but they're $20 different. And the person leans down and starts reading the little placard. I'm like, yeah, fucking not a literary douche. I thought maybe you you'd be able to anyway. So yeah. so I got that. I come home and I start playing it. And dude, I remember it. The addiction was real, and the it was. I think the thing that really really turned the corner for me 
is again, YouTube is in its infancy. It wasn't like, oh, I'm stuck in this thing. I could just go to YouTube and somebody will show me how to get out. And I call Chris and it's 11, it's midnight. And I'm like, hey, I'm at this part of the game. How the hell do I get out of this room? And he goes, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you, think like Batman. You, you be Batman. Like, and I'm like, well, fuck you. Hang up. And I'm like, what is that? what would Batman do? You know, and, and I stopped playing. The game is me. And I started looking up. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I can grapple up to the rafters. And oh, up there, there was a secret little thing. I hatched to be able to, you know, to get out. And then the rest of the time, then I remember, you know, and, and, and it's, and again, it has so much to do with Kevin Conroy's voice. Like the, 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 the constant narration, you felt like you are Batman and it's his voice and it's his inner monologue and it's his, you know, and, and when there's a, huh, I can do this and this might happen or I can do and the, and you have these conversations in your head and you start to have the conversations in your head in that voice. You know, uh, I remember we're reading, uh, I, um, recently I went on YouTube after Kevin Conroy passed and started looking up some just Kevin Conroy interviews. And there's one he did, uh, for the making of Arkham city. And he talks about the recording process and how he goes, you know, back when we would do the animated series, you know, an episode would be knocked out in two hours for the video game. There is just hours and hours and hours of dialogue. It's, it's, you know, and then you have to do different takes of multiple lines because it all depends on how the game is played. You know, Batman's speech changes every time something he, he plays in a different way or or there's a different you took a different path. And the amount of work that would go into these games was like, you know, 10 times, you know, the amount of the effort that would go into an animated series. But it also gave so much more depth to the character of Batman because you could, you know, learn more about his inner th thoughts and. Um, there, there's just so many different storylines as, as the games got bigger and bigger. So yeah, yeah. The, the last game was so, so, so big, I, you know, and, and honestly, I, I know everyone loves, you know, um, Arkham, um, city, Ar no Arkham city. It was Arkham Asylum, Arkham city. And then, uh, Arkham, Ar Knight. Um, Arkham Knight. And I liked Arkham Knight. I mean, it was, dude, it was great. It was absolutely great. You know? It was almost too long. <laughs> like it's, it was too long for me. I never finished it. And so the recording. So so you, you, you take an episode of Batman, the animated series. You're talking 22 minutes, 21 minutes without the in an opening credits. He would probably have. Let's say it was a very heavy Batman episode where he's doing most of the time. <clears throat> Ten. 12 minutes of dialogue right there know? are some episodes of batman where batman doesn't show up until like the end of act one right you know and oh this is a robin episode this is a joker episode this is a this Clayface episode you know uh uh but in in arkham i mean just the the simple game uh, the game that i can play or at one point i could play start to finish on <laughs> three but there's over 16 hours of his dialogue in that game. 
Like, like, as you're saying, just every time, it, you know, and, and what I liked about the game is he might, he might fight 200 different henchmen in one of these games, you know, like, you know, again, Clayface has his henchmen and, 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 and killer cry, all this stuff. He has little rapport, little snappy comebacks, a little with each one. And they're not all repetitive. It's not like, you know, the same thing. It's like, you know, uh, so, so it is, it's, it would just be amazing. And and then his work with, you know, w- with Mark Hamill on it and, and mm-hmm. seeing the clips of them being in the same room, yeah, do, doing the lines together and feeding off of each other and playing with the lines and doing alternative takes and stuff like that. I mean, it's 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 absolutely game changing in that world. So yeah, I also heard that when when Kevin Conroy first started recording the uh, Batman animated series, his his initial take on Bruce Wayne was that of like one of a kind of a quippy jokey you know light-hearted playboy type but then they saw the, uh, the, the you know they the directors were basically trying to match his voice with the art direction it's like yeah we're gonna need you to do that again and differently and because that type of bruce wayne doesn't match this dark noir that we're going for and then after he saw the animation, he's like, oh, yeah, OK. Or, you know, when he saw when he when it, the light bulb went off in Kevin Conroy's head, he's like, oh, OK, I see what you're saying. And then he changed completely his demeanor for Bruce Wayne. But he would still try to sneak in like a quippy, you know, funny line here. here and there Yeah. He could. I mean, that's what and those are some some of my favorite parts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that that's so I think that pretty much, you know, wraps it up. I mean, it's it's like. Yeah, I, I can't I can't stress enough if you can find it. I had I remember hearing it. I couldn't find him on Fat Man on the Batman, but there's plenty of YouTube clips where you can hear him, you know, speaking. He was always great with his time and also giving like advice and career advice. And like, you know, he was an actor, you know, at first and foremost, he wasn't a voiceover actor. He was a Juliet trained like actor who loved the craft and, you know, liked to talking the process of it like how he came up with you know this voice and this line and why he said things this way so there's there's so much material out there um yeah batman the animated series like i said ended up becoming you know they spun it off and they did they did uh, uh batman beyond in which he played the older like now he's 75 80 years old you know bruce wayne and he's still you know that um they did like Batman the animated series, Batman Adventures, and it, it was also a big part of the Superman Adventures, you know, at the same time. All the different movies that he did, that the animated movies, just there's just so much work. And again, just it, I suggest because you can go to YouTube and watch like Arkham Asylum, the video game, just the walkthrough, like like just the cutscenes. I don't know how that wasn't a movie. And, well, and they ended up making like a, an animated thing, you know, uh, you know, a few years ago, like a uh, attack on Arkham, and it was the same map from the game, which which was a lot of fun. Which was a lot of fun. But that storyline is absolutely great. I mean, absolutely, yep. you know, and, and and what a plausible way for Batman to fight his twenty most known rogue gallery in one <laughs> night. <laughs> Because they're all 
in the same place. But 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 thank you for this. I don't know what, how long have we been recording? Forty minutes self indulgent theater of me rambling about Kevin Conroy. Just to just to put a, a button on one thing, you said that in one, um, in one episode, he uh, Kevin Conroy did the voice of four different uh, characters. It was Batman, Bruce Wayne, Bruce uh, Bruce's father, and the evil Batman. Ah, uh, right from from one of the other yes universes. Yeah, and and they were all different voices, you know. So yeah, uh, quite 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 the actor. Quite, quite the actor, you know. Uh, you know, dual citizenship with Ireland, so you know, and Good. and then it's a, and then the guy who took over Jason Amar is Irish, you know. So like, a little, little, little I fun guess little Batman fact. Is Irish, yes. <laughs> um, but seriously, thank you for indulging me in this. Uh, however long this is, um, self indulgent theater basically of me just rambling but i am going to post lampshade as one of the few skits that i actually can post it is uh, you know is that going to be really a tribute to kevin held up Conroy? held up yeah, you know what i it's dude i, I it's great it, you know make, make sure you tag it r.i.p kevin conroy <laughs> yeah okay all right all right do not don't no no that was a joke i know it was a Slash joke you know what sarcasm. i'll tell you what I'll wait a I'll wait a week and then post it because it is great. It is it is fun. Like you know, it's my. I think it was like six or seven. It's like the one thing I could show him from that that time frame in our lives. That uh, ah, the early two thousands. Chef's kiss for comedy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. You you are going to be, you will be sorely sorely missed. What a loss. Um, yeah, but um. You know, I think that I think that uh, just about does it. Yeah. So I don't know how to how do how you wrap this thing up, man. Well, this is a bummer. You know, when 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 you when you think about all the people who have done the Batman voice, it's really important to not forget 